the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at PastorScott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Great to be with you today. The number is 888-528-2557, And uh, yeah, we got a lot, lot to talk about, and uh, we have had fundraisers the last couple of days, and I appreciate everybody's giving, and thank you for that. You can still give by going to your radio station's website, kkla.com, and click on the banner there, or kprz.com, click on the banner there for uh, the giving. But thank you so much. You, you know, especially in this time where there is so much to be frustrated with or angry about, you know, one of the ways that we are able to deal with that, I think, is to turn around and give. And that's something that we should still do, is we should be paying attention to the fact that as believers, our job hasn't changed just because of what's happening in Israel or whatever happens ultimately in the next few uh, uh, weeks or months as this progresses. The Lord's plan hasn't changed. You know, we are learning certain things about it, but uh, God's not confused about what's going on. And the command that we have is still the same, to go out and love people, to make disciples of all nations, all of them, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything that Jesus has commanded. That's what we do. And we can, you know, to the extent that we can get that done, it's just in our relational world. So, Keep that up. Think about the people in your life. And even as you talk about what's happening in Israel, uh, what might be happening in other places in our town, that's what you have to keep in mind is how do I continue to represent Christ? How do I represent what is true? And uh, we're going to talk about that because there's an awful lot of stuff that is not true. Some of it is true. Some of it I think we don't know uh, when it comes to what's happening in Israel and what the history is and uh, the arguments that that are had, but at the same time, we need to be very, very clear about the evil that's being done and that was done. And we should be aware that there is great suffering that is going to continue for a while. So I want to talk about that. You can join the conversation, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557 is the number. Uh, and I got to tell you, I'm tired. I'm really tired today because I had a long day yesterday. I didn't get home till 10 o'clock. And it's all good stuff, you know, nothing going on that's weird. But, uh, you know, when I get home, I need a little bit of time to sort of wind down and I prepare a little bit for the next day's show. And when it's late, you know, it's kind of late. I was, it's 1130. About 11 o'clock, I started to download on, on Christy all the stuff the stuff going on in Israel, the stuff that is happening at our universities that are struggling to figure out how to condemn the killing of babies, and uh, a whole lot of stuff that is just showing itself to be the reality of the world uh, today. And uh, so I (laughs) came for all of that, and then it's like, good night. Uh, I tried to go to sleep, and I couldn't. So I was up kind of late just trying to wrestle through it, had a couple of uh, Twitter arguments uh, with people. Um, but I realized, you know, there's an awful lot that I think 
the world, and I think us included, Christians, people here in the United States, that we don't really understand about the history of Israel. I think as Christians, we, we get a little bit complacent in the idea that as Christians, uh, and if you're not a Christian, maybe you don't realize this, but as Christians, we believe that Israel will one day turn to Christ as their Messiah, that that is going to happen, and that God's promises that he made to Israel, his covenants to Israel, all of those will be complete uh, before and up to the time Jesus returns one day. And I think because we have this relationship with with Israel that is uh, friendly, although there have been Christians who have been anti-Semites. You know, I was talking about that with somebody today. You know, why in the world do Christians do that? There's not a lot of that, but there's some of it, and it's evil. Uh, but mostly we're friends. You know, that's why on our station, you've got uh, the uh, the organization that raises money for Christians and Jews, and you find a whole lot of support from the church. And part of it is because we recognize that uh, what is what we believe is going to happen one day. And we take a look at what's happening in the news. And anytime there's something happening in Israel, you know, Christians get excited about it, even though sometimes the, the things that are maybe more significant are less newsworthy. Uh, and we don't know what this is. This could be just another war. It's going to happen. It's a terrorist group and there's going to be a lot of terrible things. And, you know, every day gets closer to the return of Christ, obviously, but that doesn't mean it's happening soon. Um, you know, we just have to be careful about connecting the dots to all of that because the Bible doesn't give us a roadmap of every historical event. Uh, it doesn't tell us when, and that's really, really important. However, it is clear that we are headed in the direction that the Bible says the world is going to head in. And the fact that the whole world is talking about Israel right now, I mean the whole world. There's other fights going on. We talked about what's happening in uh, Armenia and the terrorist attacks from Aberzai, Aberzai, Aber, what's the name of that other country? Aberzai, I can't think of it. Why am I not? I, anyway, we're not even going to mention them. But terrible things happened over there. It made some news, but very little. You know, Ukraine's been in the news for, uh, Abiz, why can't I say that? It's like my brain. It's that other country over there. Uh, there's all kinds of weird stuff happening in the world, but the whole world is on the the brink of craziness because of Israel. And the reason is, is because behind all of this is something very, very spiritual. If you read, and I've told you you should read, maybe we'll go through some of it later, you know, the Hamas charter, it's very clarifying. It's very clarifying, and it's interesting because when you read that, you realize, okay, Hamas is completely a a religious organization, their religious point of view is that there should be no Israel and all Jews should die. They state that. It's not an opinion that I'm giving you. That's their opinion. That's what they say. That's what they're about. They're not, in fact, they're against a Palestinian state. Did you know that? They're opposed to it. They even write in their charter how they're opposed to the PLO, the Palestinian Liberation Organization, uh, for agreeing to a two-state process. They're against peace negotiations about that. They're explicit about that. Did you know that? And they they don't hide that. Their purpose, their stated purpose is to murder Jews, not just in Israel, but wherever they might find them. That's that's Hamas. If you're confused about why uh, Israel uh, fences off Hamas in that uh, area there on the Gaza Strip, that's why, because they want to kill them. They want to murder them. Not all the people there. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about Hamas. Talking about uh, who was elected, by the way, but as many of these elections go in uh, that 
part of the world is as soon as you elect the terrorists, that's the last election you're going to have, and that's what happened there. Uh, and they didn't build infrastructure. Whenever that happened, uh, 2008, I think, uh, Israel gave over control to Hamas. Some of the belief was, well, maybe now that they have to govern and they're going to have to build infrastructure and they're going to have to take care of people rather than Israel taking care of them, uh, maybe they'll calm down. But that's not what they did. Uh, instead, what they did was they built weapons of war. They built a culture. All of this is written down in the Hamas charter. You can read it. They built a culture that is about killing Jews right from their art, their education, the purpose of women, the purpose of children, the purpose of everything they're doing. We gave them a bunch of pipeline to develop sewer systems, and they turned them into rocket launchers. I keep hearing, you know, that there's a, a blockade and Israel is preventing, you know, goods and services from getting into the Gaza Strip. It's funny how that with that blockade... They seem to be able to get an awful lot of missiles in there. They seem to be able to get a lot of gun batteries in there. They seem to be able to sneak a lot through. Um, you know, so much of what is said is just not true, and that is in our face today. 888-528-2557 is the number. This is the Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557. President Biden uh, had a speech yesterday. I thought it was pretty good, actually. I realize that, uh, and I'm skeptical a lot of what ultimately is going to happen, concerned about what the Biden administration might do. However, I have been grateful for the statements that Biden has made with our European allies condemning what Hamas did and being so um, very faithful to Israel. Israel is happy. And this is something Biden said in a speech yesterday uh, at the, the White House. Help write that. It's the most ambitious comprehensive effort to combat anti-Semitism in American history, in all of American history. And we're aggressively implementing it. But, but we must all do our part and forcefully speak out against anti-Semitism and push back against the attempts to deny or distort the facts. To make clear, there is no place for hate in America. Now, he's going to wind up here as he's talking about anti-Semitism and fighting back. And I'm going to talk about that here in a minute, because there is anti-Semitism that you're going to find on the right and the left. What we're seeing right now is the, the stuff on the left in the biggest part. And uh, we'll talk about that, but we should not miss the fact that there are uh, all kinds of things that are against Israel, against Jewish people specifically. And he's talking about that, but he gets kind of worked up here. It's kind of, uh, you know, I was, uh, you know, happy to see some, some energy, uh, coming out of him and I clicked the wrong thing. So I'm going to have to see if, uh, you're going to have to hear part of this again. Let me skip ahead here. Help write that history, but we must all do our part and forcefully speak out against anti-Semitism and push back against the attempts to deny or distort the facts. We have to push back against attempts to deny or distort the facts. You've got to realize that President Biden right now is in an interesting place where much of what he's saying is going against a lot of the people who have supported him on the far left. And, you know, in a week, I'm wondering if he's going to be saying the same thing, because in a week, I think this war is going to be just awful. What we're going to see it's going to be bloody. It's going to be brutal. And the way these things normally go is everybody rallies behind Israel for a while. And then a week later, we're like, OK, that's enough. Uh, you know what? Stop doing that. And there'll be those arguments. And the president is going to have a lot of pressure on him from the part of uh, the left that really doesn't like Israel, as we have been seeing. But he's speaking out against that pretty firmly right now. To make clear, there is no place for hate in America. Not against Jews, not against Muslims, not against anybody. And we mourn the act, an act uh, you uh, 
and so many leaders have across the country showing us what thousands of years of Jewish history has shown us. The endure- thousands of years of Jewish history. That's a deliberate remark because there are those today who want to say there isn't thousands of years of Jewish history. The problem is, is that when you go dig in Israel, you find Jewish history. Enduring strength, and I mean this sincerely, the enduring strength and spirit of Jewish community. If you excuse a point of personal privilege, you should say in the Senate. That's why I took my kids, everyone when they turned 14 years old, one at a time, put them on a plane and took them to Dachau. I wanted them to see you could not not know what was going on walking through those gates. You could not fail to understand as a country what was going on. There's some passion there all of a sudden uh, from uh, our uh, our buddy Joe. And, uh, you know, uh, I was happy about it. I've been to Dachau. Have you been there? Have you been to Dachau? It is uh, when you go through there and you go through the concentration camps, there is such an eerie silence that you never forget it. I was there in high school, and I'll never, ever forget it. I'm, you know, I don't know if I hope he really did take his kids there. I don't know if that's, you know, he tends to make some stuff up about things like this, but uh, let's assume that that happened. Uh, that's a good thing to do because you see the evil of humanity. You see the evil of what the Germans did, what the Nazis did, and something that has been coming out lately is that what these Germans did, they tried to hide. The Allies didn't know, or they looked the other way for a long time, even until the war was over, and started to uncover the atrocities and the the tremendous evil that was done to Jewish people uh, in particular. It was done to some others as well, but Jewish people in particular. And we cannot decide that we want to find some sort of rationale to say that's okay ever. And yet that is something that is happening today. And we're seeing it in a lot of different places around the world. Barry Weiss, you know who she is? She is a journalist, a very good journalist. She started uh, the Free Press is what it's called now. She used to have a Substack page, but it's turned into a new uh, subscription service. And they have been putting out some really good stuff. And this is her uh, discussing what has been going on and what she's been seeing. I'm not sure for people who who aren't paying close attention that they understand the scale of what has just occurred here. This is the biggest massacre of the Jewish people since the Holocaust. But unlike the Holocaust, in which the Germans tried to hide their war crimes, it took the Allies, remember, years to uncover all that the Nazis did. Here we have people streaming it on real time, on TikTok, on live stream, and on Instagram. A message just went out to parents all over the state of Israel begging them to delete the apps from their children's phones because Hamas has warned that it is going to live stream the execution of hostages and they don't want their children seeing it. And I think that's a warning, by the way, for all of us who have kids right now. If your kids are on social media, uh, mine are not, although they have a limited access to YouTube because a lot of the you know stuff that kids are watching, they don't watch television, they watch YouTube. And uh, I'm going to have to to block that come to think just because there are things there's things that I've seen there's things that I've seen recently there have there are things that I have seen in other stories that don't leave your mind there there are acts of war and acts of brutal violence that happen to people that 
the human brain is not meant to comprehend. And that is why so many of you maybe who went to war somewhere or you've been a part of some other uh, traumatic event, you know, one of these mass shootings or things where you have really seen uh, people being murdered and death, um, you you have to deal with that. It's It's extremely difficult. I've sat down with soldiers who have come back from Iraq and Afghanistan, and a couple of times they're telling me stories of what they saw, what they had to do in the middle of some of these firefights they got into, and I wasn't even there, and I was disturbed just by hearing it. And I can't even imagine what it's like if you lived through it, and it's worse if you see it. So you should be aware that your kids right now um, might be coming across things on their phone or in, if you're letting them use social media. I mean, the social media age is 13, uh, which is too young, in my opinion, to have a Facebook or a Twitter or Insta or any of that stuff. Uh, it's going to be a gruesome, a gruesome time. So you need to think about that as parents. This is the Pastor Scott Show. The number is 888-528-2557. If you'd like to join the conversation, 888-528-2557 is the number. Uh, Barry Weiss continued uh, to talk about the response that we're seeing uh, with this. This is not a situation with two sides, with militants versus an army. The two sides in what just happened over the past 72 hours is the side of rapist, barbaric people who we are now learning beheaded babies, beheaded babies versus innocent people. That is what is going on here. And anyone who is found cheering, celebrating in the streets of London or Paris or Berlin or New York or Sydney, where they are screaming, gas the Jews. They are not cheering for the liberation of the Palestinian people in Gaza who languish under the jackboot of Hamas. They are cheering for barbarism and bloodshed. And we should be absolutely clear about what is going on here. She is correct. There is a difference between saying we want safety and help for Palestinian people there is a difference between saying that and saying gas the Jews, which is for real what you can watch it. You can watch that on YouTube. That's what's happening in Sydney. The statements out of these protests in New York this week in this country, statements that we have seen from organizations in this country, organizations including right here at Cal State Long Beach that put out an image of Palestinian resistance with guy on a parachute coming down this is what a guy in a parachute, you know, what do you call that? Uh, you know, the little flying things that the uh, that the Hamas went into Israel with and murdered people from those things. It is supporting the murder of these people. And if you don't think that, if you're saying, no, no, I'm just for the, the benefit of the Palestinians, you need to go read and you need to take the time to do it. And you're a fool if you don't. You need to go read the charter of Hamas and what it has to say. You need to read that because you know what? They're not about the Palestinian people. They're about killing Jews. They say that. They don't hide it. It's not nuanced. It is literally what is said in there. This is the 
the thing you swear when you get into it. I swear by that who holds his hands in the soul of Muhammad. I indeed wish to go to war for the sake of Allah. I will assault and kill, assault and kill, assault and kill. That's not, uh, I want to defend the rights of oppressed people. That's not the point. It describes a culture that is being built of education, of art, of the purpose and role of women that is designed not to have a civilization, not to have a functioning government of any kind. It is an entire civilization designed for the murder of Jews, to destroy Israel and kill Jews wherever they go. That's what it says. It's against, it literally states that they are against the peace movements. I'm reading right from it right now. Peace initiatives and so-called peaceful solutions and international conferences are in contradiction to the principles of the Islamic resistance movement. That's Hamas. Those conferences are no more than a means to appoint the infidels as arbiters in the lands of Islam. There is no solution for the Palestinian problem except by jihad. Initiatives that... Uh, and proposals and international conferences are but a waste of time, an excuse in futility. So think about that in a week or so when the U.N. and other countries, maybe even the United States, is saying, all right, we've got to have peace, we've got to have a ceasefire, we've got to have whatever. I'm not saying that that's not the right call, but Hamas is not for that. They want death. They're ex- the, whole th- the whole document is about jihad, the whole thing. And if you are in a position where you are supporting Palestinians, whoever you think they might be, uh, and you're probably wrong about that, we'll get to that later on, you need to read this because you're a fool if you don't understand that this is a terrorist organization and what they've done is horrific. Uh, It's just really terrible. All right, there's so much more to say about that. Uh, I see your call, Alfredo. I'll get to you when you when we get uh, back from the break. This is the Pastor Scott Show. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. We'll be back as the Thursday edition of the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com. Or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. For the last two years, though, Hamas has pretended to focus on welfare, not warfare. All the while, under the table, Hamas was preparing this big attack. Israel, meanwhile, invested in automation and sensors, a high-technology iron wall around Gaza, and focused forces on the West Bank. Under Deef, Hamas encouraged Israeli complacency. Then last weekend, it hit hard, attacking communication towers and automated machine guns with drones, overrunning command and control centers, killing senior officers, among them three colonels, and unleashing terror on thousands of civilians. That is CNN reporting on what they're saying is that the attack from Hamas on Israel was two years in the making. So it wasn't something that just suddenly happened or a bunch of people said that this has been a two-year terrorist attack to do what they did. So far, they've killed 1,300 uh, people on that attack last weekend. They're still finding people because there was – there's certainly a huge issue in Israel right now about security. Those questions will be answered uh, and dealt with uh, later, but they're going to have to. 
uh, pretty significant. So they're still finding places where everybody's just massacred and uh, people don't know. So that number is up to 1,300. And the number of uh, people in Gaza who have been killed so far in the response now is around 1,200 last I looked. I think that's going to be a pretty big number as this uh, continues. We were talking about what's happening in the Middle East and really talking about trying to make sure that we truly understand what's happening. There is so much here. And people say, ah, it's all complicated. It's really not that complicated when you get to it. And uh, But uh, there are complications, and you need to understand history and the different empires and different things. But the uh, when when you look at the, the documents of Hamas and they look just like ISIS and other groups and they explicitly state, as we said before, we're here to kill Jews, um, it's not ambiguous. When people tell you who they are, you should listen to them. Uh, that is uh, the case in this. All right, 888-528-2557. Let me get a couple calls here. Uh, Alfredo and Bel Air, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hey, Scott. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, just right here trying to drive. Well, right now I'm trying to park actually, but, oh yeah. Anyway, so about the topic, um, I feel like it's just a way for them to take control. You know, they, they want to take control of uh, property and, um, and land. You think you know, that uh, this right Israel backyard. or Hamas, who wants to take control of property or land? Uh, I think they work together. You, what do you mean? Because, um, how can I say, we got to pay attention more to our ports, you know, that, that are close by to us. You know, there's, there's, um, you say that, that they're coming up in large numbers. You know, I'm, I'm hearing that even the, the. Oh, um, you're talking about our, our borders and how many people might be coming over yeah. our borders. Well, yeah, like that's, that's it's simply coming from over there. Cause over there, um, where, I, where I'm from, um, more down South, mm-hmm. it's, um, I, I, I seen a scene like, um, it reminded me of the Holocaust cause I'm going through my spiritual journey, mm. you know, to the point that I could hear these kids crying. And I see that where where the port of entry is at. You get me? So um, about that, it's like we're in a spiritual war. We're not in a physical war, which the spiritual war is going to make us act upon a physical side that's going to make us go against each other. And that's just going to start a full-on war. It's a chain reaction, and it's never going to end if we don't um, start thinking of things differently and start thinking about other lives. We are definitely in a situation, and Alfredo, thank you for your call and for listening. We're definitely in a situation where this could be a huge war. You know, maybe not, but, you know, uh, people talk about, you know, there's always, every time something happens, oh, it's World War Three, and it's, you just can't go down that path. Uh, you know, but when you, you eventually, I think that'll happen. You just can't go down that path every time something happens. Uh, but the way this the world is structured a little more like it was before World War One, where a bunch of stupid moves uh, might turn into a global conflict. And you know, we're seeing this. We're seeing Turkey taking some action and bombing Azerbaijan is the word I couldn't say before where they're uh, uh, they murdered and moved out uh, a bunch of people from Armenia. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago. Uh, that war, of course, is Ukraine. There's battles all over the world. Uh, but the closer they get to each other, the closer they get to um, interacting with each other, the more danger we have. I think Alfredo is talking about uh, concern that we should have about our borders. One of the reasons you have closed borders that everybody does is because some people who are coming over the border do wish to do you harm, either in a criminal sense or sometimes in a, uh, in a, a war sense. Uh, every country in history that can't control their borders, eventually their enemies exploit those borders. 
That's just a fact. That's why countries have borders. And, you know, there's a – yes, tomorrow – I don't know that this is really going to happen. There might be some incidents around the world, but Hamas is calling for a global day of jihad. I'm not sure that Hamas has that much um, pull, you know, on that kind of thing. But uh, that's supposed to be tomorrow. We'll see what happens. But, the you know, the concern in the back of the mind of a lot of people here is how many people have come into our country who are going to hear that and go, oh, you know what, I'll join that. You know, how hard is it to go out and do something terrible? So not something to fear, not something I think to change your day or your plans. You can't live that way. But you do. You should tomorrow be aware that that's something that has been called for. And uh, you never know. There's certainly you know, one of the reasons for controlling a border is so that you know who's coming in and who's coming out. And we don't know. We don't know. 888-528-2557, Pastor Scott Show. Karina in Santa Ana, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hello, Pastor. Hi, Karina. How are you? I'm good. Go ahead. Just I had a comment on what you just actually touched right now about um, what is happening and how people are celebrating. And it's, it's such a shame that people that have not have God in their life can celebrate such a thing. The murder, the rape, it's just not okay. But as I was saying also that this happened to the Armenian community, and very few people acknowledge it, very few people even mention it. Mm -hmm. And just as they did with uh, the Israeli people, they did to um, Artsakh. Yeah, it's a very similar thing that happened there. Yes. It's absolutely, and by not standing for one kind of people, uh, you give in and opening the door to not stand up for the other kind of people. Doesn't matter what you are, doesn't matter who would you pray to, it shouldn't happen. God is, it should, it's just not okay. Yeah. Armenians were raped, babies were killed, grandmothers were murdered and burned inside their homes so that they could take their land. Yeah. It's a t- I don't care who, who, who or what. It's not okay. Yeah. But what I do want to mention is that people need to stand up and see the wrong in this, that it shouldn't happen to the Armenian community. It shouldn't happen to the Jewish community. It shouldn't happen to anybody. That's right. And we cannot be cowards. We cannot. We have to stick up, and we have to stand up, and we have to say no. Yeah. And we're not doing it. Right. Well, you know, I think, thank you for your call, Karina. I'm hoping that what we're seeing is something eye-opening. It certainly has been eye-opening lately, because you're right that the response, when you have people in major cities um, who are celebrating this kind of attack and calling it resistance or other, it's not, it's a terrorist attack. It's, it is what happened in Armenia, what happens here. It's very, um, it's, you can only get there if you're able to dehumanize your enemy, if you are able to just not even think of people as as people. And the scary thing about the world today is that as we move further and further away from having a belief in God, a true uh, belief in God, 
then what you have is no reason to humanize anybody else because if there's no God, or if your if your religion, uh, as the people in Hamas would interpret Islam, I realize that many people have different interpretations of it, but the way they interpret it is that Jews are inhuman. It, whoever you make inhuman through racism or through whatever else, whatever it is, you're denying the the creation of God, putting people in in His image. And as soon as you've done that, you've taken away their humanity. And there are so many things that follow from that. And if there's no God. It's just a it's just a reality of that. It's that we are dust in the wind. We're just animals. There's no morality. There is no right and wrong. See, and, and that's part of it. And you have to create other religions. And that's what we are seeing. You know, the We'll talk about this later because we're running out of time here, but I'll get to it because I think it's really, really important that we see this with our universities and we see this with um, the kind of response that has been given by some to this. The problem is, is that if you have developed a religion that says the worst sin in the world is colonialism, okay, and that's a word you're hearing, you're hearing decolonialism, and you're, you hear a lot of people at these uh, Palestinian protests talking about, no, it's just decolonialism, and that's what this is. They're breaking free from uh, the the Israeli colonists, which makes no sense historically, by the way, but but the and I've talked about it on this show, when you study critical theory and what that's actually about, you know, you get some you get some things that have to be addressed about discrimination and about things that can be systemic um, that do discriminate against people for different reasons. It's uh, it's wealth a lot of the time. Sometimes it can be race. It can be other things. Um, but when you do that, when you get to the radical sort of religious side of that. The problem that a lot of our universities have and a lot of people who are protesting here is that they never imagined the idea that somehow Jews can be oppressed because their religion says that's not possible. The religion is all about finding the most oppressed person there is and worshiping that person until you figure out who's more oppressed than them. Then you turn that original person into the oppressor and uh, you criticize and ridicule that person. This is why our nation is struggling in the area of defending human rights in other places because, and this is the interesting thing, there's these pictures going up all, the, all over of uh, LGBTQ plus for uh, Hamas or for, for uh, Palestinian rights or whatever. And, you know, people are mocking that because if you actually, if you're LGBTQ and you're in Israel, they'll put a parade on for you, just like they do here. There'll be a pride parade, same kind of thing you have here. But if you are in Gaza, they'll do a parade because your head will be separated from your body and they'll drag you in the street. See, that that's the reality of the situation. But the reason that you have the LGBTQ support of the Palestinians, even though they would kill you if you were there, is because the greater sin than that is colonialism. The reason we don't want to criticize too harshly the Afghans for, or the Taliban, I should say, for not educating girls is because it's colonialism. It's the Judeo-Christian white supremacist culture, supposedly, telling this other culture what the morally correct thing to do is. See, we would be opposed here in our culture to uh, not educating girls. But in that culture, if it's worse for us to tell them it's bad to kill gay people or tell them it's bad to uh, not educate girls 
over there because that's us in, you know, impacting them with our philosophy or what we think is our truth. And they should be allowed to have their truth. And the, the worst thing ever is colonialism. That's why you're hearing this decolonialism talk and everything. That's, that is how sick this has got, where all of a sudden, whoever is the supposed oppressed person has the right to cheat, steal, rob, maim, and murder. Until those people become the oppressors, which inevitably would happen, and uh, then uh, they can get killed by whoever the – that makes no sense, and it's very sick. But it's real, and the thing that is so alarming right now is that Harvard, Yale, Columbia, uh, NYU, Stanford, which might even be the worst – are embracing and having a hard time. The reason that these universities can't put out a statement is because any statement they put out goes against this philosophy that they've been teaching. Because to defend a Jewish person uh, is to say that maybe the religion of intersectionality is false. And uh, you can't have that. All right, I got to take a break. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557, Pastor Scott Show. You can follow us at Pastor Scott Show. Follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Pastor Scott Show. You can also watch us at kkla.com. We'll be back as the Thursday edition continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com. Or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott Show. Great to be with you today. 888-528-2557. A lot of things going on. We'll try to get to some other topics. Uh, Obviously, what's happening in Israel and the war and all of those issues are significant. Uh, 888-528-2557 is the number. Somebody won the lottery uh, in uh, Fraser Park. $1.7 billion. You could probably buy Fraser Park with... uh, all of that. 888-528-2557. Penny in Canoga Park. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hello, Pastor Scott. How are you? I'm all right, Penny. I, I just don't understand what's going on. I do not understand. Do these people not realize that our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, was a Jew? Oh, like, yeah. All of a sudden, everybody hates them. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's... Uh... Well, when we come back, I think I'll talk more about that. I wanted to get to that this hour. I'll get to it the next one, the anti-Semitism thing and where it comes from everywhere. The most bizarre thing I've ever seen are Christians who somehow are that. Uh, you know, and uh, and thank you for calling up Penny, you know, with that. And and by the way, all of this is spiritual. When you get down to it, all this is about Jerusalem, okay? When you get to what Hamas is about, what Hezbollah is about, what Iran is about, what ISIS was about— all of this eventually focuses on Jerusalem. That's the that's the place you got to keep your eye on with respect to you know where we're at on the you know a apocalypse calendar of some kind. You know what is happening there? What is going to ultimately come of that? Because you know it's the the whole land issue. There's 22 Arab states and one Jewish state, and it's tiny relatively speaking, the Jewish state. And the rest of uh, Palestinians, uh, Jews were Palestinians too before 1948. Did you know that? Everybody was a, was a Palestinian. It doesn't mean, that word It doesn't mean what you think it means. Uh, there were Palestinians and there were Jewish Palestinians and Arab Palestinians. And the Arab Palestinians were offered a state too. And they said no, because their purpose was to kill Jews. 
Uh, but then there's also the Jerusalem problem. I mean, it's uh, it is the it's a scriptural problem. If you're somebody who struggles with, you know, is Christianity true or not? Uh, ask yourself why is Jerusalem a big deal? Ask because it shouldn't be. Who cares? It's it is one of the most amazing things when you think about this little tiny place. And you know, we had a caller. We were talking about. Armenia and what happened in Armenia, and which was a terrible thing that just happened a couple of weeks ago in Artsakh and the uh, Azerbaijan, Aziz or whatever they're called. And uh, they did terrible things to Armenians. And, uh, you know, it's a, in some ways, the politics are different. There's a lot of differences, but there's a lot of land issues and things. You know, that hardly made any news. Uh, and there are things that go on around the world all the time that hardly make any news. But uh, Israel right now and the world is at a brink of war. Everything is about this. When I look at the uh, TVs that I've sit next to in here, occasionally there's a break for some other story um, and uh, or a car chase here in Los Angeles, which is pretty much every day there's a car chase going on. You know, and of course, uh, there's conversation in the L.A. stations about uh, the Dodgers today. Humiliations galore. But uh, we'll get to that uh, maybe, you know, a little bit later. But here's the thing. If you're struggling to figure out, you know, where the truth is, read your Bible. Just get into it. Just read the Bible. Read the Bible. And if you go, I don't know if this is real history or not, when you're in your Old Testament part, then go start to look stuff up. Was there a kingdom of Israel? Was there a King David? Were there King Hezekiah? What about other kings that are mentioned of other countries, uh, other empires? Was there a Cyrus? Was there a Sennacherib? Did they write that stuff down? You know what they did? And you know what you find out is that it confirms the Bible or it goes alongside the Bible or when there's contradictions between bits of history that we find written down that might be different than the Bible's version, what you realize is that actually one just might be the Assyrian version of what happened, and one might be the Jewish version of what happened, because that's what happens when you write history. And, uh, you know, um, you know the, the, there's, there's so much stuff there that is confirming about the history of Israel but also you're going to read about the purpose of Israel and why it is so important and why there will be this animosity forever. The Bible predicts all of this. None of this is surprising. And it predicts what nations will come up against each other, and it predicts uh, all sorts of things. You know, nothing else out there predicts anything correctly, by the way. Uh, but the Bible does. 888-528-2557 is the number, 888-528-2557. And, you know, another reason to know all that is because there is hope. You know, we see stuff like this. I think it reveals things. I've seen a lot of people say, and I've said, you know, we're learning who's who. And, you know, to learn the truth, as painful as it can be, is very helpful. And some people can be helped. If you have discovered that, you know, you've believed the wrong thing or understood the wrong thing, about this issue or maybe something else that you're going you're dealing with actually that's good it's always good to know the truth even if it doesn't help your agenda even if it doesn't help your side or with something you've always thought you know people are doing that learning about their families for example with uh, ancestry.com not everybody can do that because depending on where you're from or what your background is you may not be able to go back that many generations but some people can the dna thing is helping with that a lot and, uh, you know, you find out things about your own family. I found out some stuff in, in my family that is fun to know, 
about who we might be related to. I've also found some stuff out that, uh, you know, I wish wasn't part of our story. You know, once in a while you find out that some some married couple who is your great uncle and your great aunt, uh, that they had the exact same set of grandparents. And uh, their tree does something, you know, funny. You know that old song, I Am My Own Grandpa? Uh, I think my dad could sing that song, actually. Uh, not by blood, thankfully. Some of you are going, oh, I figured you out, Scott. No, uh, but uh, because his... His uncle, he is, his uncle later married his mom. And so he's his own cousin. That's what he is. He, my dad is his own cousin. And, uh, you know, that kind of thing, it, uh, it happens uh, once in a while. That, and that does, that messes up your tree. Uh, there's all kinds of stuff that you find out. But you know what? It's just better to know what's true. And if you are a person, and I'm wondering this, if you're a younger person and you see this kind of violence and the atrocities that are happening, and and if you read about this and you really get into it and you see what the world is made of, you know, do you are you surprised by the evil? Whenever nine eleven happened, I was a young adult pastor, and so everybody I was ministering to primarily were people in their twenties. And so two thousand one, if you're in your twenties, you know, you lived through some great times. You lived through the greatest economic period in the history of mankind. You lived through peace breaking out in the world with the fall of communism. And, uh, you know, there were some things here and there, but nothing compared to uh, what uh, has been seen through most of history. You lived through a pretty good time, um, ex- you know, expanding technology, expanding, you know, all, so many good things. And then 9-11 happens. And you're like, what is this? I had people coming to me, Christians coming to me, literally saying things like, I didn't know evil existed. I didn't know evil was a thing. Evil is a thing. And it is spiritual. It is real. And the destruction of human beings is something that the devil likes because we're made in his image. And the conflicts that we have, the ideologies that lead to destruction, all of those things are things that demons teach. And you you find a a cadence even between different peoples who share the same hate. Uh, When we come back, uh, I'll share a little bit about some right-wing and left-wing stuff, anti-Semitism, that we have to call out. And we have to be aware, and you can't excuse it just because it might be on your side, just because somebody who turns out that they have... uh, you know, some kind of hate for some people group, but they support you on these political things. So you let it slide. You can't because that'll eventually harm the things that you think are the most important. I'll give you an example of that when we come back. Um, The other thing is we got to be in prayer. We got to be in prayer for uh, a better path forward than what is probably going to happen. There may not be a better path forward. We got to be in prayer for tomorrow. Hopefully there's not going to be violence uh, here or anywhere else in the world uh, as has been called for. Um, and uh, we need wise leadership. This is the time to pray for your president because he's the one making decisions. You know, you got to pray for other leaders around the world. They're making decisions right now that will impact your life. Uh, And if you never feel it, they might have made the right decision, but they might make the wrong one, and uh, you're going to feel that. You don't want to feel that. All right, this is the Pastor Scott Show. We're on every day from 3 to 5, and you can get our podcast. If you ever miss an hour of the show, just look for wherever you get your podcasts and look for the Pastor Scott Show. Click subscribe, and uh, you can send the uh, the shows around social media to your friends, whatever, and we appreciate that. You can also follow me at Pastor Scott Show, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Pastor Scott Show, and you can watch us at kkla.com. We'll be back as the Thursday edition of the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned.
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.